Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Tuesday, the 9th of June. The purpose of the bulletin is simply to try and keep you abreast of what's sticking out in the world economy as unexpectedly good or unexpectedly bad. The day generated six surprises and ten shocks, with seven of those shocks coming from some really poor trade data from April from Germany and France. Overall, the Global Shocks and Surprises Index by Coldwater was little changed at plus 0.14, and the Global Confidence Index was positive at plus 0.53. The US contributed to that positive confidence index with the NFIB Small Business Optimism Index rising 3.9% month-on-month to 94.4 on the back of an 18-point rise in sales expectation and a five-point rise in economic expectations. There's not yet much sign of these improved animal spirits about to power a major rebound, as the rises in plans for payrolls and capex um, were only modest. Again in the US, the JOLTS job opening survey is the least timely labour market indicator the US publishes. Last week, we already had the twin labour market surveys for May with their astonishing and completely unexpected strength. Today's job opening survey, though, is for April, and it showed openings down 16.1% month-on-month to 5.046 million, with private openings of 4.401 million, government openings of 645,000. This was a disappointment, but frankly, it already seems like old news. In Asia, two recent themes repeated themselves, the strength of financial flows in Japan and the recovery of Australia's commercial spirits. Both of these we've already noticed in the last couple of weeks and both got a further airing today. In Japan, Bank of Japan reported May's monetary data, which of course was extremely strong. M2 rose 5.1% year-on-year and was 8.8 standard deviations above trend on the monthly movement. M3 was up 4.1% year-on-year and was 9.2 standard deviations above trend. 9.2 standard deviations above trend. Unfortunately, none of this is creating much of an appetite for duration assets because at the bottom of this whole expansion was a 10.1% rise in deposit money And in Japan, that means site deposit money. Longer-lasting quasi-money fell 2.8%. CDs fell by um, 8.3%. In Australia, NAB's survey of May's business conditions and business confidence both reported a moderation in the gloom, which was better than expected, with business conditions rising 10 points to minus 24 and confidence rising 25 points to minus 20. These indexes seem to be recording a retreat from the profound gloom we saw in April surveys. Trading conditions rose 13 points to minus 18. Profitability rose 16 points to minus 19. In Europe, we're finally getting the data which reflects the crushing impacts of lockdowns in April on Europe's trade patterns. Germany reported April exports down 21.3% year-on-year, with a monthly movement 3.7 standard deviations below trend. 
France reported exports down 44% year-on-year and 8.4 standard deviations below trend. For imports, well, they fell 21.7% year-on-year for Germany, 3.7% below trend, and in France fell 39% year-on-year and were seven standard deviations below trend. As so often, these sorts of deviations are simply off the scale of normal measurement. This sort of collapse in trade values is taking its toll on the net trade profits upon which Germany's growth model depends. In April, Germany's trade surplus fell 14.3 billion euros year on year to just 3.5 billion euros, and its current account surplus dropped 17.9 billion on the month to just 7.7 billion. France's trade deficit widened out to 4.7 billion and its current account deficits widened to 5.4 billion. Overall, it's beginning to look as if the Eurozone will have recorded a small current account deficit in April compared with a 13.3 billion surplus recorded in April last year. Does that matter much in the whole scheme of the Eurozone economy? Well, if it doesn't reverse, yes, it does. Today, we also had the details of the Eurozone's first quarter GDP. It showed nominal GDP down 1.4% year-on-year, but with net exports down 22.8% year-on-year, and that fall in net exports was responsible for one full percentage point of the overall 1.4% fall. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening, and if you've got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin. If you'd like to know more about Coldwater Economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com.